Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 66 of the Zus Show. It's been a long time. Wow, I took a break. Me and Trey took a break for a month, had a little mini hiatus, uh, you know, just working on self-care, getting the mind right, uh, making low-key moves that you will hear about in the foreseeable future. I'm keeping some things under the wraps right now. Um, so so it's, 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 been a, it's been a while, man. I, I've missed, uh, you know, every Saturday slash Sunday, you know, prepping and recording, you know, chatting up with Trey, chatting up with whoever, and, you know, just going through the whole process of everything. So um, it's I'm, I'm excited to be back. And one of the main reasons why I haven't recorded in a while was because uh, Russ Sneak, the guy who is uh, my engineer who, like, made the actual, like, intro slash outro for this season show, um, showed me how to basically do everything. My file got corrupted when we recorded the episode 66 is supposed to be featuring Mello coming back. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, it got corrupted, and uh, I was just waiting on him to come back from India. But I just want to take a break, too, as well. So I hit him up earlier this week. He helped me fix everything. Literally in, like, 10 seconds, I was Stop like, not. damn. Like, I wish, you know, we could have communicated, but the time zone was just so Always much different. Part. I think it's like a 10-hour time zone between the United States um, and, well, East Coast time and in, uh, in India as well, too. But he's back. We're back. Um, everything's looking great. So, sure. you know, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, make some noise for my boy, my co-host, Trey. Chill, chill, chill. You already know what's going on. And I have a, a poetry reading for you guys today. If uh, you guys will bear with me. Here we go. Mm -hmm. <coughs> All right. Here it goes. It goes, I put the new 4Gs on the G. I trap until the bloody bottoms is underneath. Because all my got it out the streets. I keep 100 racks inside my jeans. I'm about to start a pod now. Watch, watch. I remember hitting the mall with the whole team. Mm. Now a ninja can't answer calls because I'm balling. I was waking up getting racks in the morning. I was broke. Now I'm rich. And these ninjas, <laughs> ninjas are salty. Okay. All right. All right. What's good, Caesar Show? Hey, What's good, man. fans? What's, up, man? What's good, you, everybody? How you been, bro? How you been? How you been? Man, uh, I've been pretty well, pretty blessed. Um, I can't complain so you got at some all. More, even more drip now. Bro, even more drip, bro. <laughs> Isn't the drip God abundant in his drip when he gives the drip Ooh. all the time? He may not be there when you want him, but he'll... Be the right on time with the drip, with the sauce. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm a proponent of the sauce. Um, you know, the sauce you can put in the refrigerator last longer. The juice sauce is going to spoil sometimes. Mm -hmm. So I got the sauce. So you got to keep it up like that. What's good with you, man? What's, what's really good? What's I up? mean, not much. You know what I'm saying? We already talked about it off air. You know, just working on low-key moves. Uh, so, and he got yeah. some moves coming so, up. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, got, yeah. he got a few albums in the stash, bro. <laughs> bro. I'm back more ignorant so, than ever. So just working on a couple moves. You know, obviously the holiday is about to pop up. My mom, I'm actually not going to be going to Orlando. My mom's actually going to be coming here. That's awesome. Um, to Richmond? Williamsburg area. Oh, Williamsburg. Uh, her job is, wants her out there until like January the 1st. So she's in Williamsburg right now. Uh, hey, mom. So, uh, you know, slowly getting my Christmas gifts right there for the fam and friends yeah. and whatnot. So, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting, man. So uh, without further ado, are you ready for uh, the topics for today? Orlando. All right. <laughs> so before we get into the hot topics, it's still a topic, you know, just want to talk about it for one minute. Um, prayers going up to David Stern. Um, obviously, he course, is the course. former NBA commissioner, um, and you know he was hospitalized after brain a brain hemorrhage. Uh, for those of you guys who don't know what that is, 
It's a, rut- a ruptured blood vessel that causes bleeding inside the brain. Um, so prayers up to David Stern. He's changed the entire landscape of the NBA um, and made Glad it what it, it is today. So um, hopefully everything goes, um, you know, smoothly with him. And, you know, and, and, and you know, hopefully he has a speedy recovery as well, too. All right. Next topic, LeBron James. So LeBron James. LeBron partnered with Calm. So Calm is an app that essentially helps you improve mental fitness. So the Los Angeles Laker has teamed up with the meditation and sleep app Calm to show people that mental fitness is just as important as physical fitness. So James will be um, a voice. Well, James will voice an original audio content on the platform, and he's going to star in a new marketing campaign that will help um, that will see him uh, on TV, billboard, and radio ads. So. He worked with the company to create um, Train Your Mind, a series of 10-minute segments focusing on mental fitness, covering topics including managing emotions, sleep, and maintaining balance. Um, five episodes will be released Tuesday. In the Train Your Mind series, LeBron will offer wisdom, speaking as an athlete, a father, and a businessman. So he'll help you train your mind to be better in, to be better at everything from teamwork to prepping for a game, um, the Com co-founder Alex Two says. Um, and then they say after here, um, Calm, which became the first unicorn focusing on mental health in February after it raised $88 million at a $1 billion valuation, was focused by, uh, well, founded by Acton Smith and two in 2012. Through the partnership, all students and staff at James I Promise School will receive access to the series, which has been folded into the curriculum, which, de- uh, which with designated class time devoted to mindfulness and emotional processing. Um, so major ups to LeBron James, because. yet another power move. Um, you know, we're just in the era right now where, you know, mental health is everything as well, too. So it's pretty dope because, you know, I've been reading a lot this year. And, you know, with all these people that are successful, they sacrifice everything to get to where they need to be. And, you know, when you're working out, consistently you know um that's how you build up your muscles and that's how you build up repetition and whatnot so he's trying to use that same trying to use that same um process and you know trying to flip that with your mind because at the end of the day mind over matter every single time so um definitely recommend the app it's a little pricey though i actually downloaded the app (laughs) the other day i was like ah lebron come on you want to see? So it's a seven-day free trial. Okay. Um, so basically, they say, uh, "So what do you? How did you hear about it? You tell them about that, and then okay. it's, right. it's pretty, it's pretty dope as well too. Huh? But the jump is sixty-nine dollars for the year. I was like, damn, can we do like a monthly type of That's fee? That's very tough. Yeah, it, it's it's pretty. I mean, it's in pretty. Retrospect, not crazy. Amount, it's not crazy. Yeah, I guess it's the upfront. The upfront, yeah. It's like, can, can I? <laughs> Can I front you the money? Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, you know, if if someone wants to bless me with a Christmas present, um, I'll definitely invest into that. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, mental health is everything. Any anything you want to add to um, it? I think it's again, LeBron James is the king on and off the court. Uh he does a lot of stuff and different um avenues. So you see him, he's been in entertainment, he's been in uh storytelling, he's been in um kind of in a journalism kind of st- light as mm-hmm. well, as well as um you know, the whole when is when is Space Jam two coming out? When, I think next year. All right, hey, even In the summertime, I think. Even that. Uh, so, no, LeBron's definitely getting the job done. Uh, mental health's huge thing, definitely when it comes to athletes and uh, people, just people in general. You know, um, every everybody's 
going through something, how they handle it, for sure. how they, you know, internalize it, how they express it. It's all um, up to them. But, you know, sometimes you kind of need that release. Maybe you don't have somebody to talk to. We're in such a digital age where we always have our phone on us. So if a, a company can facilitate a change and facilitate help in that way, mm-hmm. that's always amazing. And uh, definitely coming from an athlete standpoint, you know, um, they, they say, uh, you say it's mind over matter. That's the, the recipe for success. But yeah. the recipe for a slave is matter over mind that's body over mind you, if you train the, the body more than you train the mind keep the mind weak that's a recipe for slavery so i'm, I'm glad lebron is um you know pushing the envelope and always keeping the mind over matter keeping that mental health game strong because uh as long as we keep our mind over our body um we can do all things for sure for sure for sure i definitely agree with that um you touched on all cylinders so um yeah guys mind over matter every day you know just Levels to this. even if it's like for one minute, start off for one minute a day, five minute a day, ten minutes a day. Build that repetition and you will see the results. Facts. I promise you that. I Take time on you yourself. That. Take time yourself. Take time yourself. You know, self-care is everything. Cha-cha. Next thing I want to talk about, Kawhi Leonard returning to the North this past Wednesday, October the 11th. Kawhi returns to the North to face off against his former team, the Toronto Raptors. Obviously, to make a long story short, San Antonio Spurs won't rock with him because they thought he was BSing about his injury. He was like, nah, this joint is serious, bro. I can't play, bro. Then after that, they're like, all right, well, we're going to ship you all the way to another country on the East. We ain't going to let you go to L.A. You're going to have to wait. You're going to have to be on standby, brother. He's like, all right, bro. I'm going to do that. Made him go to Toronto. Um, And after that, the rest is history. He was on his low management. um, Played about three-fourths of the season. Ended up being the best player in the playoffs, and he took the Toronto Raptors to their first ever championship, which was very dope. One of the most historic crazy, finals crazy, runs crazy. in history, um, and he hit a game seven uh, dagger. dagger. That was the first time ever that's happened. So, props to him, you know, for dethroning two different dynasties: the LeBron James. Uh, Chris Bosh, D-Wade, led Dynasty with Miami Heat and Pat Riley, and also the Dynasty of the Golden State Warriors. He is the ultimate slayer. Do you uh, attribute the Dynasty uh, killing to him on the Spurs? Uh, no, I mean, it was a collective effort, but the fact that he was finals MVP yeah. and he had a guard with LeBron James, even though LeBron still getting like 26 points. Just, man, we just, talk about that. just wondering your, your reasoning. I, just, I had to make sure. For sure, for sure. Um, but yeah, he returned to the North. He received... A super outstanding ovation um, from the fans. You know, I did not hear any boos at all whenever he touched the ball. No boos, nothing. Like, they treat him like a god over there. And the tribute video is probably one of the best tribute videos I've seen. Obviously, it it had him uh, from when he arrived with the funny laugh up until, um, you know, everything. And then right there, too, they literally had the lights where he dribbled to the corner and shot the ball in there, and they had the sound effects and everything. Like, that joint was crazy. These visual effects are getting freaking crazy. Oh, D, on like... A, on a side note, do you see the... The, the Ravens The Ravens joint looks crazy. Oh, my God. I was texting Austin, because Austin's a super Ravens fan. And I was like... Shout out to Lamar Jackson. Yeah, that's my that's my MVP. <laughs> but I was texting Austin, I was like, yo, I'm going to come clean, like... If I saw that Raven, I would probably be dunking cold, right now. Dog, that's just cold. Imagine all the drunk fans in like the building. Just... <laughs> I'm like, oh shoot! No, nah, that, that imagery drawing is crazy. We're not even gonna go see artists no more. Like artists are now gonna have like, it's gonna be one day that they uh-huh. do their concert at, and they're just gonna like rent out a whole bunch of venues at once, and yeah. then it's gonna be 
when were they doing a live and the rest is going to be like hologram concerts. So bro, you, like, you remember that Tupac joint from a couple years ago? Yeah, it's kind of so deep. That's so deep. It was wild, bro. And it's probably, it's realer now. That that Raven, I don't understand it. Like, not, I don't understand it. Like, I, I get it. But it's just like, bro, like, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. It reminds me of uh, Mysterio and uh, Spider-Man. Like, <laughs> Oh, oh yeah, 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 dude. That so, was actually very OD. Went a rat hole, but <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. But yeah, he returned to the north. Um, they ended up blowing. It was a it was a very good game the whole way through. And then out of nowhere, um, the Clippers just like, all right, yo, f that. Um, they won one twelve to ninety two. Kawhi had twenty three points, six assists, five rebounds. Um, and and he got his ring. And it's funny, his ring, he had like a little middle finger on his chip ring, to like saying f you and whatnot. <laughs> um, but. It was good, man. Do you do you think uh like just looking at that, I'm like, yo, like obviously like I feel like to not get booed, you have to win a chip or you have to be at be on that team for a long time and then if you get traded by management, that's when they'll show you love. But like yeah. why don't NBA players receive that recognition from fans more like from fans um majority of the time? I obviously like Because fans don't get it. Fans don't get it. I mean, yeah. I get it at the end of the day you're cheering your personal team, but like someone's put that time, energy, and effort into your team, right? And at the same time, it's like if you're an individual, let's say you're in a working environment, if I wanna find a new if I wanna find a new opportunity and I wanna go somewhere where I think they'll better I'll uh, better myself, I'm gonna take that leap of faith and you can't really knock someone for, you know, choosing their own path, choosing their own destiny, but like speak on that. Uh, it's only personal down to my enjoyment as a fan. Mm-hmm. It's not personalized, or or as a fan, I don't grasp it, or I couldn't put myself in your shoes from, because you are my entertainment. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's not personalized beyond my entertainment. When you're the tool of that of such, then I'm not gonna worry about the tool. It's like me hammering something, a hammering a nail into something. Yeah. I'm not worried about the the hammer. I'm worried about. Is, is this going to work for yeah. me? So if the hammer decides to leave, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The hammer gets something like, hey, bro, I ain't doing this hammer sh- no more. I'm out. <laughs> I'm going to be pissed off at the hammer because yeah, for, sure. for, for, for my functionality of the process uh, or my 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 uh, enjoyment of the process, I needed the hammer to be there. So, I mean, it's, it's superficial. That's, that's the way the game is. But in retrospect, if you're a fan and you're a blue and Kawhi Leonard, you're – I'm not gonna call the fan trash, but you're you're missing the whole entire point of it, right? So, and you're definitely not a fan of your franchise for that matter. I could see if he did it a little bit differently. I mean, we've had these conversations. Should what is loyalty? What is at the end of the day, it's a businessman, and I ain't a businessman. I'm a businessman. <laughs> Let me handle my businessman. Business <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, we potting today. We potting today. But, uh, but oh no, shut up, hey, December fourth, um, December babies. But um, yeah, man. So Kawhi did it the best way possible. If you have any boo in your heart and you're trying to boo Kawhi, you should boo yourself. All right, because that's trash, dog. Dude's cold. He's a class act, and um, yeah. I mean, it's just it's just a part of sports. I mean, everybody's gonna do it. I'm gonna hate on some people just because. <laughs> It's, it's my sheer duty as a fan to have yeah. that enjoyment and to have that ignorance. The NBA players, they're faced with a lot, and it's part of their job, too, which probably, it's it's, it's a it's a tough bargain, but at the same time, it's part of the job to just brush that off. You're going to have people that just don't understand it. You're going to be immortalized. You're going to be uh, made the scapegoat for a lot of stuff, whether you're great, the best player, whether you're the worst player. That's just how it happens, and Kawhi Leonard right now has been the best player 
not even gonna make the LeBron comparison or anything like that. That's all. But he's been the best player as far as you know, winning some championships, getting the job done for some stuff, taking care of himself, and um. That's what comes with the territory. But booing that man, nah, bro. He deserved that ring. He deserved a uh, ovation. He deserved how Toronto put on for him the other night and how uh, Kawhi, not, not Kawhi, but uh, Kyle Lowry and the rest of the Raptors team received him. So, hey. <laughs> Two things. What's up? <laughs> one, this ain't funny. Um, <laughs> one, the second was funny. Mm-hmm. So, one, um, I, sometimes I kind of think that NBA players kind of take it too personal because at the end of the day, like you said, it's from a fan's you know, yeah. point of view. So at the end of the day, you're, you're repping your team, so they're going to say some outlandish shit. But I think the fact that they did, you know, spend several years there, you know, made an impact with the community, um, made the franchise more relevant, yeah. they kind of take it to heart. So I understand that. Two, I'm like, damn, DeMar DeRozan, like, he going to go there, he ain't going to do none of that shit. They just going to be like, my whole life has changed <laughs> since you <laughs> <ain't laughs> <now. laughs> I knew back then you hear this <laughs> so Got the, the Tory Lanez right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Ah, uh, shout out to DeMar DeRozan, man. Um, but yeah, so you know, with that being said, you think he made the right choice in coming to of course coming home to LA? Of course. Of course. Again, the biggest thing about him going to LA is him wanting to play in front of his friends and family and be somewhere he was super familiar. Mm-hmm. NBA players don't get that luxury, you know. Um, definitely playing in Toronto. I think uh, I'm not sure what I was looking at, but it was either an article or um, talking to somebody. But it, like the biggest thing about Toronto was it's a great city, but the biggest thing is you really can't get your friends or family up there too much. Yeah, you know? custom is a mother lover. I heard, and it's cold over there. It's cold, but you know the travel plans are just. It's two times the work as far yeah. as Kawhi's playing in L.A., you know, where he's from. So, all right, I'm getting my mom courtside. Cool. She's there every game. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Rather than, uh, Mom, I'm going to fly you out for two home games that we have, and I'm not going to see you again for another few months, or, you know, my brothers, my cousins, my friends. Mm-hmm. So um, it's, it's a comfort kind of thing. He did what he had to do. He paid the piper up in uh, Toronto. If even I, w- I wouldn't be mad at him if he, if he had left and they didn't win the championship. It'd be more of a discussion, but... Kawhi did what he had to do up in Toronto. He got his see you later pass, and um, I think the Raptors are as well off as they could be without him right now, and only going to get better if um, their GM is there to continue, which they better hold on to him. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because, hey, <laughs> that's what it is. Yeah. Sometimes I'd be like, damn, what could have been, you know, if he stayed like a couple more years because Pascal's getting better. Um, do you think PG is an actual better fit for him as opposed to Pascal Siakam? Uh, Pascal Siakam is such a Swiss Army knife. We haven't even seen the best of Pascal Siakam. We've, we've seen very good Pascal Siakam. I don't think we've seen the best of him. And he's like, he's like, it's weird because he's, again, a Swiss Army knife. He just does a lot of stuff for you, and you don't really know what he does super crazy. I mean, he, he runs the, the court, and he, he's a monster in transition, being at that length, and he figures out ways to finish that look like when I'm watching film, they look like the regular finishes, but the dude's six nine, six ten, mm-hmm. and and he does it such so effortlessly. Um, but I think Kawhi is a more not Kawhi. I keep saying Kawhi. Shout out Kawhi Leonard. But PG is a more polished player, mm-hmm. of course. But who knows? I mean, who who's to say what Pascal Siakam? I think on from a one two end. I'll definitely take PG any day, and Kawhi set that up perfectly to get to the Clippers with him. But um, Pascal Siakam, whoever they bring in to to go alongside him, 
you know, because they're I know they're looking for that next Kawhi piece so they can always be contenders for the next years to come. Yeah. Um, Pascal Siakam is always gonna I feel like uphold his end of the bargain because he's only gonna get better. So okay, yeah. cool. Moving on. Um, Moving on. <clears throat> next thing I want to talk about is. <sighs> Deion Waiters, brother. Uh, the Heat suspended guard Deion Waiters for the third time this season. So the Miami Heat, according to ESPN uh, News Services, the, the Miami Heat have suspended guard Deion Waiters for the third time this season. They announced Thursday this time for failure to adhere to team policies, violation of team rules, and continue in subordination. Waiters will have to sit until after December 23rd against the Utah Jazz. He had already been ruled out for Friday's game against the Los Angeles Lakers, which was a great game, by the way, because of illness and will now miss five more games after that. The first game in which he can play is December 27th, post-Christmas, against the Indiana Pacers without Victor Oladipo. <laughs> this latest suspension follows a 10-game ban he received in November for a conduct detrimental to the team after an incident on the team charter flight. Sources told ESPN he experienced a panic attack after consuming a THC-infused edible. League rules prohibit the use of THC, one of the main compounds in Canada. I feel like Charlemagne. Uh, <laughs> Waiters was also suspended for the team season opener in October for the detrimental conduct, although the team never disclosed the nature of his suspension. Um, and then they said in a statement at the time, he, President Pat Riley said there were a number of unacceptable incidents this week culminating with his unprofessional conduct on the bench last night. As a consequence, I feel we had to suspend him. Those previous two suspensions cost Waiters $917,000 in the salary. And then this latest suspension um, amounts to another five hundred k, bringing the total to over $1.4 million of his $12.1 million salary. Um, so pretty crazy, man. Um, it, seems like, it seems like he can't catch a break. Uh, you know, I feel like there's a couple things that's, you know, you know, we have to take into consideration. One, mental health, um, I think – at least from the outside in, obviously they only let they only let you know what they want you to know. Right. I feel like he's battling something right now. Right. I don't really know what it is, but it just seems like he's just, you know, if it's like the Matrix, you're gonna take this pill, you're gonna take that pill. He took the wrong pill, um, which in this case was edible at first and foremost. But um, your pardon. I think he I think he just needs to you know surround himself with the right people, um, and, you know, if he needs to talk to someone, definitely talk to someone because um, mental health over everything, you know what I'm saying? He's he's a pretty good player, you know what I'm saying? Obviously, you know, uh, we thought he was going to be a part of that, you know, historic Cavs team, but he had to get traded um, to, you know, get uh, Kevin Love over there as well too. So, you know, hopefully he can find his way back there because he's a damn good player when he's on his P's and Q's. But... I think it's that, and I think another reason why he was rowdy rowdy was we know he's a good player, but at the same time, I think he was arguing over playing time. Yeah, I feel like right now the Heat are like, yo, you've been effing up, and we got this young town that we're building, and we really don't really need you. But it's crazy because they still owe him 12 mil, and the fact that he's been doing this BS, there's really going to be no really trade value for him. So they're going to have to basically ride out, pay this guy, and then they're going to, after he's a free agent, um, we'll see what's next. But how do you feel about the whole Deion Waiters situation? And then after that, when his contract is over with the Miami Heat, do you see him realistically? Do you see a team investing into him? Or do you think he's going to have to take his talents overseas or even the D-League? Shout out to ASOS. Um, first off, he's not going to play in the D-League. 
It's just not going to happen. Um, where do I start? Um, first and foremost, I hope that whatever he's battling, that he comes out of it, the victor, and that this is not a loss, but more of a lesson for future victories. Um, and, uh, you know, you never know what people are going through at all. Because it could just seem like a string of BS bullshit. You know, it could be a string, a string, a string of this. You're like, man, why can't this person get together? When in reality, they're facing something. They're facing a habit. They're trying to break this, trying to break that. Maybe a trend or or anything that might be going on in their life that they don't quite have a grasp on because they're in the pattern of such. Um, with Dion Waiters right now, uh, that that that's just that's my my preface because I don't want anything uh, to be happening to the dude that you know it's really gonna affect his health and his family. Uh, but on the flip side of it, on on the surface side of it, okay, it not making any sense. That's why me and C were like, yo, they're only gonna you know tell you what they want. Dion Waiters clearly doesn't have a PR team out there that's working for him, but the Heat, the Miami Heat have Pat Riley, they have the big money cool, whatever. I just, I don't, under, I don't, it's not making too much sense to me, sense to me. You know, the, the weed thing was funny. Yeah, yeah, like that. All right, this is your one mess up for the year. But he's literally, you're digging yourself up a bigger grave, which mm-hmm. is definitely the blackballing. That's in any sport, dude. Definitely if you, like, piss somebody off at the top. And Pat Riley's not one to piss off. Nah. He's not one to piss off. I swear he's, he sits at the table. Part of mob. He, sit, he sits <laughs> at the table, dog. Pat Riley really sits at the table. He's like, Irishman, you know what I'm saying? It is what it is. It is what it is. What do you mean it is what it is? They said it is what it is. It is what it is, Pum. Tell, tell them that. <laughs> Next few scenes, dude. You sleep with the fishes. You sleep with the fishes. Um, but he's just not somebody to piss off. And again, I, I said this a few uh, podcasts ago. It might have been on the one we we, did, we, didn't, we didn't get to. Stay but off the weed. Stay <laughs> off the weed, for one. But elephants never forget. And the NBA is a big elephant with a lot of moving parts to it. Um, so, I, again, I'm, I'm hoping that Dion get us together as, as we can continue his basketball career in any capacity. But when they want to wash you aside, they want to like brush you off, they will do. And they're, they're the, he's our decent team. And they're only looking to build for the future at this point. So they might eat that $12 million and they might keep it going. You know what I'm saying? So I just I want him to be able to play. I want him to get the best use of his time. Um, I'm hoping whatever he's battling right now, whether it be ego to all the way to actual – um, outside circumstances that he gets better with it. Um, so a little, a little bit not of not not of his, uh, a fun joking topic for me because now it's just persistent. It's like you know, first thing is like, damn, you fucked up, and then the second time is like, damn, you really got a problem, dog. Third time is like, bro, we're gonna have to, you don't have to get right or we don't have to leave you. So shout out to Dion Waiters. Hopefully, uh, you know everything comes into fruition. Uh, everything good and successful comes into fruition because we don't want to see you out, bro. Yeah, prayers up. Get it together, brother man, brother Lay off man, the weed, brother, man, brother man. Or smoke the weed in your free time, not in the NBA time. On your free time, and definitely don't take an edible on the plane. Stupid. <laughs> uh, <laughs> next thing I want to talk about is the 76ers, but more importantly, Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. So, Ben Simmons uh, is not – he's still great. So, I would say he he's, he's, he's improved gr- uh, dramatically defensively, um, you know, and – my whole thing is with him and, and Joel Embiid is like, have you lost faith in Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons in the 76ers? So if you look at the stats um, this from last season, Ben Simmons averaging 17, 9, and 8. This season is dipped down to 14, 
seven and eight, and he's shooting 59% from the free throw. Um, and I just feel like he's not – we were so hyped up in all these videos in the offseason – um, seeing if he was going to shoot some more threes. He only attempted two threes in the span of 20-plus games. Um, and it still seems like with the addition of Al Horford, um, you know, it seems like when Ben Simmons and Joel beat on the floor, um, the floor actually isn't really spaced enough, and the paint is kind of clogged. Mm-hmm. Um, so they kind of don't really look uniform as a whole together. And then Joel Embiid last season averaged 28 14 and four assists, shot 48% from the field. This season has dipped down to 23 points per game, 12 rebounds, three assists, and he's, um, you know, even averaging last minutes as well, too. It seems like he's been pretty banged up as well. Um, and he got criticized by Shaq and Charles, owned his ownership, and, uh, you know, he's been balling the last couple games, but are you, yeah, that's my question for you. Are you, do you, are you still on the bandwagon for the 76ers? Do you think they're the favorites? Like, what, like, just tell me your insight about everything. I'm breaking up with uh, 76ers. Breaking up? I've had it. Damn. I've just had it. And it's not like, I'm not I'm not a shoddy that's like, I'm breaking up with you, but I still got feelings for you, whatever like that. I just, I've been there, done that. I'm a little bit older now. I'm a little bit wiser. And <laughs> you know when it goes from like, uh, it goes from, I ain't feeling this, like arguing every day because you're arguing because you're passionate. Oh, we, we were arguing with the 76ers because we were passionate for a while. Yeah. Now it's just like, I'm going to protect my energy. I'm going to love me. Mm-hmm. You need to grow up. Yeah. You need to grow up, 76ers. You know, I, it's like, you look at you look at the landscape, you do a progress report, and it's like, damn, I wonder what's not working. Mm-hmm. I wonder why we haven't got from A to B to C to yeah. D. Like we should have, and it's not me. Mm-hmm. It's not me. It's, the, it's you, the 76ers. It's you, Ben Simmons. Two jump shots. I'm gonna do better. I'm gonna do better. Two jump. Two jump he's shots. Like, I, lo- I love. I love. He's this built team, like though. he's basically built like Giannis. Obviously, Giannis is more defined. And he has a better shot, dog. Like what? what? Like what's going on? Why is he always this aggressive? I would. I would go. I would shoot the first ten shots each game involves Ben Simmons. Yeah, I think that's what happened in the first quarter. He attempted like six, seven field goals. Everybody's like, oh, okay. But it's like, dude, like, what are you doing? Like, for you guys to take it to the next level, you have to be aggressive on the night. He's a ridiculous passer, too. Yeah. So there's there's spurts where you could go, all right, for this two-minute period, I'm just going to go eat. Mm -hmm. And then, I'm thing is, bro, from a basketball player standpoint, stuff opens up when you're aggressive. And I don't – maybe I'm being insensitive to I'm ignorant to – where they're falling off at, mm-hmm. other than, you know, maybe Joel Embiid might not bring in each night, or maybe, you know, yeah. they say, oh, we lost by 10 points. Oh, that 10 points could have been jo- uh, Ben Simmons in shooting, yeah. you know, because from what I've seen, it looks like the bench is bringing it pretty well. It looks like it looks like the role players are kind of doing their job, but it's like, what's really going to put them over the edge? And what's going to put them over the edge is the two young superstars being prolific. Yeah. <sighs> And and it's tough to say because like it's like they're a good team, but they don't have time to be a good team. This the time is now. Yeah. The time is always now. The Celtics look freaking ridiculous. The Raptors are haven't lost the beat. Um, and after that, it's like you can you can really just insert yourself in there, Seventy Sixers, but they're not making a conservative effort too. And they they're reminding me low key dude of a uh, Toronto a little bit. Like from the past, from 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 a from a feeling from a standpoint, yeah, for, from the past, from like under Marta Rose in Toronto, it's like we're not getting anywhere. Yeah, we're not getting anywhere. It's like 
bro, everything is good. It's flashy. Even like the Wizards with John Wall, them they always get to the second round and then nothing happens. And you know who doesn't? Because people don't usually have faith to blow it up. But we've seen in recent years that you got to got to blow that thing up. Yeah, and I mean, my excuse, boy, excuse my terms. But, my boy you know. Drew was saying like, "Yo, they're like, yo, if this shit don't work out." Don't be surprised if they trade Joel Embiid yeah. and just build around Ben Simmons and try to get like a player like a D'Angelo Russell, Kemba Walker type of player to go alongside with him. They said that he said that may work in the in the long run. And because a Joel Embiid, as much of a force he is, it's not in the basketball we're playing today. If you can get a utility big man and you can get a, a player that is going to provide to be a catalyst for your team, yeah. Only only all you need is somebody that's going to. Do the dirty work for one. Mm-hmm. Maybe one or two are going to do the dirty work. Which who's on who's on the seventy sixes right now? Isn't it uh, Al Horford? Al Horford. So they have Al Horford. They need one more guy that can back up Al Horford. Yeah. Then they need somebody that's going to be an aggressive scorer. Yeah, that was their Jimmy Butler. But Joel Embiid relying on him each year, it's not working, dude. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I love Joel Embiid to death, but again, the style of basketball is dying. The big man style of basketball is dying. He's such a force, but. You can get away without doing it, and Ben Simmons is such a catalyst for their offense. It's like, as long as he's there to dish the rock, if somebody's there to score, why not? Why not? So, uh, and and you know what's crazy is like we say all this, and like people forget they are second in the East right now. Second in the East, like they're twenty and seven, and they're they're the fourth overall best team. But it's still noise. But it's still noise. Thing is, they're they're approaching Rockets territory, and not. If from from a metaphorical standpoint, their approach and rocket standpoint, it's not going to mean anything until you get to the finals. Yeah, Eastern Conference Finals at least. Eastern Conference Finals. Eastern right? Conference Finals at least. If they don't, then that sucks. It really <laughs> does. Um, Brooklyn Nets and Kyrie Irving. Right now, the Brooklyn Nets started off as one of the worst teams in the East, and now they're seventh in the East at thirteen and eleven. Um, Kyrie Irving is still battling his shoulder impingement injury. Uh, right shoulder impingement injury that's kept him out since November 14th. Um, and basically, this is going to be his 15th missed game as well, too. Obviously, there's been some chatter the last couple weeks saying, yo, these guys are actually winning without Kyrie um, due to the style of play and um, his personality traits, his leadership traits as well, too. With that being said, do you think that when Kyrie Irving returns, they will – essentially keep up with what they've been doing right now, or will they start to lose even more? Because if you look at the track record, sometimes he doesn't always affect teams in the best way. What do you think about that, Trey? I think you have to play Kyrie. Because, I mean, it looks it looks all good now, but we haven't really got to the real to real meat of it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, I think Kyrie's going to go leaps and bounds, definitely when it gets to like playoff time. They look good, you know? And you can put together some really good wins within the season and stuff like that. But I think for to get over the hump, they're going to need Kyrie Irving. Thing is, they're going to have to figure out from a systematic standpoint how we want to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, how, like Kyrie's going to have to be open to like, all right, how can I assert myself but at the same time? Assert myself into winning basketball, or that that's very that's better for my team. The most efficient thing for my team, yeah. you know. Because, I mean, I could score 20 points a game, but if it's not super efficient for my team, I kind of have to compromise on that. Maybe I'll go 15 and 8 assists, yeah. but we're going to score 100 points instead of me scoring 20 and Willie scoring 70 points and at risk of losing yeah. a, a game, you know, uh, or games. So it's going to be a fun, like a figuring out kind of thing. 
Only thing is, we've kind of seen this movie before in a way. You know, I said this the same thing with the Celtics. I kind of we didn't really hit on with the Cavs because he was playing alongside LeBron James, which is a totally different film. Mm-hmm. But with the Celtics too, it's like, damn, this team can win. But all right, it's going to be a balance of Kyrie's assertion and you know everything else. It's gonna not not a compromise per se, but you have to attack it in a different light so you can you know get a different result. Um, but we we've seen this movie before, and <sighs> who's to say that it's gonna work out this time if it didn't work out with the Celtics in a, in a, in a great mind like Brad Stevens? I uh, granted Kevin Durant's not back yet, you know, all the, and we're still a good team. We, we we haven't talked about Kevin Durant. They're still a very good team, but this is gonna be a telltale sign. I think if they can win a playoff series this year, that's a win. If they can do it with uh. Yeah, I'm saying. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. They ain't beat Miami. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I mean, nah, the I mean, way they're playing, though, like, if, That'd be good. if Kyrie comes back and they still have that fluidity, That's what they I'm have saying. some very good pieces. And they've been playoff tested before, too. So they could win a series. I'm saying it, it is, it's going to be a win if they can win the playoff series and if they can make this the next series convincing. Or at least, or at least be competitive and go seven games with someone. I say you have to w- win a, p- a playoff series. But the way it's looking for, like for, now. For Kawhi, for not Kawhi, but for I Kyrie. keep saying Kawhi, Jesus Christ. I don't know. It's always on his mind. Uh, <laughs> thought I was. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. Relax, <laughs> relax. Um, but um, <laughs> yeah, so I think if for Kyrie's sake and his and his brand, <laughs> I'm sick of you. Uh, you have to you have to win the playoff series. That's all. For sure. <laughs> Ain't looking too good right now, cause if the if if shit ended today, they'd be playing the Milwaukee Bucks and they'd probably get swept. Um, so yeah, uh, Kyrie, you know, it, it kind of sucks as well too, because obviously you want to go back home, play with one of your best friends and Kevin Durant, but everything gets magnified in the biggest market in New York City. So oh, yeah. um, once, honestly, if you just keep winning and like he said, uh, if you keep winning, winning takes care of everything, and then when Kevin Durant comes back. The narrative is going to change anyway, so you'll be all right. And hopefully, you guys can, um, you know, get back or maintain your winning ways. Next thing we want to talk about is Kevin Love. Uh, so Kevin Love reportedly is open to trade offers. Um, and my whole thing is, you know, he's been doing pretty well this year. Been averaging 16 points, 11 rebounds, three assists. The Cavs are currently standing at six and 19 right now, standing at the bottom of the East um, at 14. Um, and essentially, I kind of, I kind of knew he was eventually going to, you know, become trade bait. You know, the GM knew what they were doing. You know. A couple of years ago, when it was LeBron, when LeBron left, um, they went ahead and inked Kevin Love early. I already knew when LeBron was going to leave, they're going to ink Kevin Love early because at the mm-hmm. end of the day, obviously you need to sell tickets. Obviously you need you need you need a player there, you know, um, that's high caliber, who's mm-hmm. a vet who can help you lead as well too. But I already knew from the jump once LeBron left. That was essentially the end of them being competitive, and I knew they were going to invest in young talent through the draft um, and, you know, just compile draft picks as well, too. So it makes sense because although they're building right now um, for their future, when they trade Kevin Love, they're going to get even more pieces as well, too. Um, So, you know, Kevin Kevin Love said his preferred destination would be Portland. Um, I think that would be a good look as well, too. You know, he's still a guy that's an all-star caliber, play, all-star caliber player, um, great great rebounder, um, great on the, you know, the pick Very and pop, um, great vet, vet experience as well, too, battle-tested with the king and can space the floor as well. Um, so I think 
you know, he'll definitely help shake up some things. Obviously, Portland right now um, is at an all-time low. Even though Melo came back, is doing what he has to do, he's still – you still need more, you know what I'm saying, especially when you're in the West as well, too. Rodney Hood went down with an Achilles injury. Um, Nurkic still battling that leg injury. I don't know when he's coming back. I don't know what the timetable is for his return as well, too. So they're looking pretty depleted. So my thing, I was looking at, you know, the salaries side-by-side comparisons, and realistically he could go to the Portland Trailblazers. Um, he has a couple years. I think he has two or three years left on his contract. Um, and the way trades work is you have to essentially match that salary. So mm-hmm. if you look side by side with Kevin Love and with Hassan Whiteside, you can flip it just like that with one more piece that's like worth 500k to about a million dollars. So yeah. that could work out. My thing is like obviously Portland is like in the ninth to tenth place right now, but it's like Hassan Whiteside is such a good defensive presence for the Portland Trailblazers. My thing is like. You may you're gonna lose that, but you think it's worth it. But at the same time, are you banking on Nurkic coming back soon as well too? Like, what are your thoughts about Kevin Love as a player? Do you think he's gonna get to Portland? If not, where else would you see him playing? Um, of course, Kevin Love as a player is very proven. I've seen some, been watching some of his game, and he's like, he hasn't really missed a beat. He does everything that like. He's gonna do. He's giving Rudy Gay the sauce right here, but like, yeah. Um, Kevin Love is a, a competitor. Um, great on the offensive end. He doesn't do anything out of his nature. Just you know, is, is an efficient basketball player. Mm-hmm. Uh, do I see him getting to Portland? Not super quickly. And watch me say he's not gonna get it super quickly. And tomorrow. They freaking trade for him for a while. But, um, <laughs> you know, I don't think I'll be see. mad as yeah, hell. Yeah, like what? Damn. <laughs> pre-recorded tape. <laughs> <laughs> pre-recorded. <laughs> oh shit. But, uh, Got residual ASAP. I know. <laughs> uh, we, we back in the booth recording over it. <laughs> Why it sound like that? Why it sound like that? <laughs> it's all good to that part. But um, yeah. So. I don't see it happening super fast for me anyway. I don't have NBA foresight. I'm trying to I'm trying to gain it. Um I don't see yeah, I don't see that Cavs wanting Hassan White side. I mean the thing is thing is though, like I said, you can trade so you can give up like a draft pick, you can give up Hassan Whiteside for Kevin Love and like I said, another player. If Nerf Hassan Whiteside though, this is his last year on the contract. So he'll be he'll be off the books next year. Oh, so, they so that that's a win sign for Sign him, Cavs. get him out. Exactly. I just and I, his stock's looking pretty damn good right now. Very true. Very mm-hmm. true. I don't from a defensive standpoint though, I take Hassan Whiteside. Oh, sure. I think they have enough fire. I think they have enough firepower. Cause I mean Kevin Love's officially essentially a less ball heavy I'm not and I, this this is this is very metaphorical, a less ball heavy mellow. I mean he's a stretch forward. Mm-hmm. forward. So I don't know. I really don't know on this one. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Portland wants him as bad or needs him as bad. Yeah, they need they need a piece, but they don't need him as bad. They could they could maybe try to wait it out. They've been a little bit on the upturn with Melo being there. You know, getting some games here and there. They're not where they want to be, but mm-hmm. I'm gonna say that Kevin Love will be gone. I'm not gonna bank on the Portland Trail Players, but I think 
it's a pretty good possibility that it could happen if they port the Trailblazers want him. They want to play it like that. It's just the, they still need a defensive presence. They need Nurkic back. And, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, and, and the Cavs owe it to him, man, because it's a shit show over there right now. So, you know, Portland would be nice. Miami would be nice. Um, Boston would be nice. Damn near any team that's competing would be nice, but okay. I think Portland would be the best fit for him as well, too. Um, next thing I want to talk about is Gordon Hayward finally came back from his hand injury. Um, please stay, stay healthy. Yeah, please stay healthy. Please, please, please stay healthy. Um, so he came back. It's been three games. Um, you know, before injury was averaging basically like 17, uh, 5, and 4. Oh, 18, 5, and 4 now um, with business three games, 14 points, four assists, three rebounds. Um, my whole question for you is with him coming back now and them looking like they're at full strength, do you think they can make a push yes. and actually, you know, potentially make it to the conference finals slash finals? Yes. Why? Yes. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, this is, the firepower is, like, really ridiculous on this team just from a – I mean, that's what you think about when you think Celtics. You just think weapons, weapons, weapons. A uh, team that plays defense, that hustles with the, on the ball. They have a fearless leader in uh, Kemba Walker. Right now they have Gordon Hayward. They have Jason Tatum. They have Jalen Brown as well as the – Jalen Brown's uh, playing great, by yeah. the way. I, we, I was – I was, I, I was kind of shitting on him a little bit. Like, yo, why y'all pay him that much money? But he's yeah. actually playing up to his no. bread. He's, he's getting his bread, dude. And they have – a very deep bench. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, Joel and B's soft, though. <laughs> <laughs> soft. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, just the Celtics Celtics and Raptors for me up there in the East. Yeah. That's how it goes. Because yeah, the goes. Sixers have broke my heart for the last time. My thing is, like, the only thing that I'm worried about, if they play the 76ers in um, a series or they play the Bucks in a series, is they're – their size. Yeah. Obviously, they have the wing play yeah. out the ass. But it's like, you got Taco, you got Anis Cancer, and I don't, what's the white dude's name? The, the starting center they have right now? I don't even know, I don't even know his name. Um, no disrespect to anything. I just yeah, don't know his name. But it's like, uh, will that be their Achilles heel? Size can be. It yeah. can be. If, uh, if played like that, you know, the playoffs are, Horford, the playoffs are a little bit of a slower uh, game, too. Yeah. So, I mean, the Regular season played a little bit more fast place. You get into those really like when it comes down to situational like half court basketball, yeah. that big man presence is huge. Mm-hmm. Um, it's gonna it's gonna be a test of wits. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see what happens. Definitely see what happens. Definitely see. Another thing I want to talk about. I haven't really been paying attention. Um, to the Hornets. Devontae <laughs> Graham um, has been OD this year. Kid was OD in. College though too. Uh, see, I didn't he really was, watch him OD in college. At Kansas. He went to Kansas. Yeah, okay. he was, I'd, I'd look him up when when he went off for what 50, 40? 46. 46. Yeah. 50. That's damn near fifty. Crazy. Um, Wait, what? Six threes. He's seven threes. That's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, bro. So last season he averaged forty. He only. I mean, he played forty. Only played forty six games. Averaged four points, three assists, one rebound. Only yeah. played fifteen minutes. And this season, um, he's played a total. 27 games, started 17 of them. Just got inserted into the lineup not too long ago. He's averaging f- from four points, he took a leap to 20 points per game, eight assists, three rebounds, and he's shooting 43% from three, 80, 80% from um, the free throw line as well, too. So, obviously, you have 
Um, you know, people who are in consideration for most improved. You have your Brandon Ingrams of the world. Yeah. Um, you have your Pascal Siagans of the world. You got your Kelly Oubre. Um, you got Luka well. Donage as well, too. <laughs> you got Graham. Um, do you think he is the runaway most improved player right now? Um, between him and uh, Brandon, yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. He's he's killing the game, but I mean, is he a point guard? Like, is he? He's a uh, he's combo. He's a he's a strong combo. He's playing more of the point guard role because Terry Rozier wants to score a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Then he wants to distribute the ball, so he's gonna be their primary ball handler. He reminds me, and it's weird because I'm I'm going from top down. Yeah. He kind of reminds me of the kid, uh, Powell from um Seton Hall. That's a beast. Norman Powell. Uh, Oh, so uh, how's still in college? Right? Yeah, yeah, he's still in college. But if you ever get a chance, he's a uh, Seton Hall. He um, he's he's a, he's a beast, and he, he kind of shoots like him too. But um, no, nah, this kid, long at six, at six two. They drafted him, right? Yeah. It's, damn. Or they they, okay, uh, they, they, they did they trade to get him? I, I think know. it was some, something with like shout out to MJ. Maybe somebody picked for him or something like that. But um, no, nah, kid, he's hooping. I think it comes down to like a little bit more touches. Maybe he didn't have as much as uh. When Kim, uh, when uh, yeah, Kimball was there, yeah. But Terry Rozier is definitely more of he wants to be off the ball, um, and he's shining for. It. I mean, granted, the Hornets <laughs> aren't <Rozier> good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know to do that, but the Hornets aren't good right now. They have a whole bunch of <laughs> college superstars, and he's emerges as one of them. So hey, we'll see. I don't, I don't perceive the Hornets being good until they. Figure whatever else in the front office, but we'll get rid of Michael Jordan. Yeah, they probably should do that. Yeah, I mean, in ninth in the East right now, you know, in the East, anything's possible. Twelve and sixteen right Who's now. Me? Um, Orlando, Brooklyn, right now. You know. Orlando and Brooklyn will get Charlotte out of the way. Yeah, that's that's Zach's. Yeah. Charlotte's I, not honestly the like Orlando has so much hype last year too, and they lost their coach too. You say what? They lost their coach. They fired him. No, he went to the Cavs. Oh shit! I ain't oh. know that. <laughs> I'm not the Cavs. He went to the Lakers. That was he was coaching over there. No, nah, he wasn't. Frank Vogel wasn't coaching. Over he wasn't. There. Nah, nah. He took a break. He took a break. Yeah, okay. He took like a two year break. Okay, then I stand corrected. Mm-hmm. We have to record over that. No, but <laughs> but uh, yeah. So Orlando, no, nah, Orlando's getting them out of the way. Yeah, there, there. Honestly, and, and, and Brooklyn for the A seed, I would want the Detroit Pistons to make it just for Derrick Rose, Derrick Rose, and Blake Griffin and, and, and Andre Drummond. Like, how? And you're like, yo, Dwayne Casey, like, what's up, bro? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yo, I'm about to pull up on you, bro. Like, y'all should be in the playoffs right now in the East, A seed, but it's so early. Yeah, and like I said, in the East, you can be 40 and 42, losing record and all. And still make the playoffs. That's why I mentioned the future. We need to reseed everything. Just do yeah. a clean slate, one through sixteen. We'll see where it goes. F traveling, I travel all the time. Fans got to see that joint. Give um, the night for AFC the higher draft pick for sure, for sure, for sure. <laughs> Last thing I want to touch up on are my top five candidates for the MVP race. Starting at number five, I got AD. The reason why I have AD is because he's kind of, you know, essentially put the world on notice of what he can do. He's in a smaller market, and he's essentially one of the engines for um, the Los Angeles Lakers. Defensive presence is is phenomenal. He's probably going to be the defensive player of the year, honestly, and he's a force to be reckoned with on the offensive end as well, too. Number four, I got James Harden, scoring machine. Um, It's kind of... With him, I kinda, I'm kind of i kind of taking things for granted. I got to really appreciate the moment. Yeah. 
this dude is just a walking bucket, bro. Kind of <laughs> like he's a walking bucket. I need to really appreciate his greatness. He's been going off at fifty like this whole week, averaging fifty this whole week. That's kind of crazy. Um, and you know the Rockets are still trying to you know get in sync with him and Russell Westbrook as that dynamic duo. Obviously, they've been battling some injuries with. Uh, <laughs> he gallops down the floor. Um, what's his name? Eric Gordon and uh, what's the light skinned dude's name? Gerald Green okay, going okay. down as well too, so they'll figure it out. But we really gotta appreciate it. He just passed Paul Pierce on the all-time um, three-point list. He's probably gonna finish top five amount of threes. He'd be jacking up. Bro. But appreciate him a lot. Number three got Luca Donage. How old is he again? Luca's twenty-one. Twenty-one years old. Twenty-one. Twenty-one. Um, literally tur- helped turn around the franchise alongside with um, you know Mark Cuban, the GM, shots him, and um, you know him bringing in. Uh, Christoph Porzingis, who is not even at his peak yet. He just came off an injury, but Luca is is doing great right now. Um, I don't even you can't even compare him to anybody. He's himself um, right now. They're third in the West, seventeen to seven, and um, I knew they were going to fight for its seed. I remember a couple episodes ago we were like, "Yo, who you think is going to be top eight? We had him at fighting for the eight seed. Now it's looking like they're going to be a three or four seed. Clearly, right now. clearly. That's scary. Yeah, very scary. That's actually scary. It's actually scary. And they're going to be a tough out, too. And that, um, at number two, I got Giannis. Uh, he's better than he was last year. Best record in the East. Um, and, you know, you got to respect his three-point shot. And the fact that they lost Malcolm Brogdon. Um, and they also lost, uh, what's that dude's name? Meritich as well, too. Yeah. Um, he's putting a team on his back right now. I know his back is hurting him <laughs> right now. So, um he looks like he wants the throne, and he's he's about to try to get that. And number one, LeBron James, year seventeen, LeBron twenty-six, Brian. eight, and ten. Um, it's 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 actually ridiculous how he's still <laughs> he's still one of the best players. He's still the best player in the NBA. Like I was saying, Kawhi and whatnot. Obviously, low management, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like LeBron's to be in his seventeenth year. And look like he hasn't lost a step, and it looks like he's improved defensively. It's kind of scary. Yeah, he's um, trying defensively. So those are my f- top five picks for the MVP race, ladies and gentlemen. This was episode sixty-six of the season show. Thank you, Trey, for coming back. You already know. Here. You know, I know you're a busy man as well too. But I appreciate you always making time and putting your energy and effort into everything. It's all love. Um, make sure to subscribe on all forms of social media traded xsiv services and the season show as well still available on all all major platforms so do yourself a favor go check that out out.